Hello, welcome to another episode of Arthritis at Home. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Maya Joshi, ACE's program coordinator. We're gonna talk about a ACE national survey where we went out to the community and asked about people's back to school experiences in the fall of 2020 in the midst of the COVID pandemic. Maya, how are you today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. I'm excited to talk about the survey we did. There's lots of interesting results we found. Yeah, and as one of the people who helped lead this survey, uh, you're gonna be able to not just provide us uh, some of the results, but uh, provide some ACE insights into these results as well. If we go back to September, um, it was really this exercise of calculated risk um, as Canadian society and school systems and the parents of students and students uh, themselves all trying to figure out what we should do in terms of going back to school, um, what protocols should be put in place. And there were a lot of questions and a lot of concerns. And I think um, a lot of these were identified in the survey. Um, who were the respondents? What kind of groups did, uh, did they come from? The majority of our respondents were, uh, were parents or caregivers who lived with autoimmune arthritis themselves, but had a child or person in their household who was attending school. So that represented about 40%. And then 33% of the respondents were uh, parents or caregivers of a student who had autoimmune arthritis, uh, most often juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And the remaining were students who lived with autoimmune arthritis themselves, like myself. A good range of uh, students who were attending and parents responsible for students who were attending. These students or parents of students range from elementary school through to high school to post-secondary and, and university. And obviously those three environments, as it turned out in terms of the protocols that were in place, were all very, very different. What did we find in terms of the overall satisfaction of that back to school experience? Right, so just to reiterate what Kelly said, there was a big range of responses um, with lots of folks in post-secondary school, but also 39% uh, of our respondents talking about elementary school or middle school. Um, so just to keep that in mind when we're looking through these responses. Um, and I also just wanna note that we did have representation from a number of different disease areas, including rheumatoid arthritis, juvenile idiopathic arthritis, enclosing spondylitis and gout. Just to answer Kelly's question now about the overall satisfaction of school experience, um, we were happy to see that 50% of our respondents felt comfortable or very comfortable uh, with the way they were attending school. But of course, what we would hope is that 100% of our patient community felt at least somewhat comfortable with the way they were attending school. So what was interesting is that um, those who felt uncomfortable with the way they were attending school, and this was 17% of our respondents, were either attending school in-person full-time or with a mix of online and in-person. And those who felt very uncomfortable and felt that they had no choice in the way they were attending school um, were all those who were attending school in-person full-time. 
Essentially, our respondents were more likely to feel comfortable when they uh, were not attending school in person. That, that's sort of what, um, what we expected. And that is, again, when we look at the range of students, um, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of choice involved. It was whatever the system was going to determine. And is it related to students who, you know, are living with a, a, a chronic disease, um, they fell into this, this large overall student pool. I don't think um, the systems could really you know, try and respond to different niches of students. And, you know, fundamentally the question was, um, if it's an elementary school to high school, um, can they still develop, can they still learn in an online environment? And the consideration was, it would be much better if they were in in school. And obviously it would be better for working parents as well um, that the kids were at school and, and parents could continue to work. So that was part of that calculated risk that we talked about at the start. At the same time, we knew um, that if you were going to be online learning, and that particularly was high school who had some hybrid systems like that or university post-secondary, that isolation of working, you know, at your computer all day and not having inter interaction or opportunity um, to work uh, in an environment with your peers and fellow students, what those challenges were. And we saw some of the impact of that with our results. What were some of these challenges and issues? Yeah, so definitely, even, even though there was uh, looked like there was more comfort in online environment, maybe in terms of safety. That doesn't mean it was without challenges, of course. What we saw as being the biggest challenges um, that our respondents uh, noted for online schooling is issues of dealing with fear, anxiety, loneliness, or depression. This accounted for 22% of our respondents, 17% of our respondents uh, noting maintaining good relationships with household members and 17% noting a social disconnect with friends and teachers. What we saw during the survey period, uh, which was again September to November, um, was that schools did uh, predictably become sources of transmission and spread. And unfortunately, uh, teachers and students um, were getting infected. And that obviously um, really raised alarm bells for our, our community. We were able to assess uh, our survey respondents' uh, personal perspectives by providing a couple of questions at the end that allowed for sort of qualitative uh, assessment and some of their own personal experiences and observations. What did we find there? If there are any sort of common threads that we were able to uh, pick out of those responses? Yeah, so what we found is that regardless of how a student is attending school, mental health was an area that our community members um, identify. And this we could see in both our quantitative answers as uh, fear, anxiety, loneliness, and depression was identified as a major issue with both 
online school and in-person school. And as you mentioned, Kelly, there were some really powerful firsthand accounts which, um, which demonstrated this in our respondents' own words. So um, as an example, this is from a university student who's doing online learning. And they said that this term has been more difficult and stressful since the switch to remote learning during the pandemic. I found it difficult to juggle an onslaught of online lectures and assignments, deadlines, and constantly play catch up between courses, all while isolated from peer support. Um, I am a university student doing online learning myself, and I can really identify with this. I'm sure many other patients in our community can as well. Um, in fact, we just were given, many universities in Canada were given an extra week of winter break because this was identified as being such a major issue for both students and faculty members. Burnout, um, and again, experienced by everyone, but we know that people living with inflammatory arthritis or autoimmune arthritis um, are going to be more likely to experience that anxiety, that burnout, that exhaustion when you're already dealing with um, symptoms of your disease is that what we saw certainly in the fall around Thanksgiving and the second surge um, were the strains that it put on schools. And now uh, post Christmas, um, we're experiencing another surge and things are getting quite uh, serious and dire in some of the provinces. And of course, you know, in a, in a typical Canadian health story or narrative, it's a very fragmented experience. And some provinces are doing better than others and some aren't. And it's interesting um, to note um, how serious um, this has affected school systems in some of our largest provinces. I'm thinking of Quebec. There's 1.5 million students in Quebec. And that system has been hit particularly hard. In fact, in terms of as a source of transmission, um, it's one of been, the school sector has been one of the largest contributors to spread. And that has resulted in uh, school closures, that's resulted in coming out of Christmas now, um, not just a curfew for all residents, um, but schools, um, going online uh, until this Christmas surge uh, subsides. And in Ontario, both in Northern and Southern Ontario, um, we've seen similar restrictions for students. To make matters, I think, even more challenging for students and for parents is that this, this experience continues to evolve and the policies continue to evolve, which forces people to adapt, which forces people to try and have to change behaviors. And um, uh, that's just proven to be obviously being um, uh, a real uh, challenge for, for all of us. We didn't ask this question, but I know you've done a lot of research in the area. How have school systems, how have our public health uh, authorities in provinces responded to what's happening at schools? Um, what sort of tools or availables um, that are out there, either that they've been created during the pandemic or that are being used during the pandemic to help out students and to help out parents of students? 
of course, as you said, there is a really big range of different um, uh, issues as well as solutions happening in different provinces across Canada. So the tools that are available might be different in each or each province. But uh, generally what I've seen is that because these things are being experienced, these challenges are being experienced on such a big scale, there, um, I've seen more of an effort on behalf of institutions and provinces to make especially mental health resources available, particularly to students. Kelly, I'm not sure if you have seen yourself on social media, but um, I've been seeing lots of sponsored posts from from the province of British Columbia, which are talking about resources that are free to students, mental health resources that can be accessed online. Um, hopefully the same is being done uh, elsewhere in Canada. I hope it is, and I think it, it is to some extent for sure. As I think another thing that's changed is that as institutions see the way their students and faculty are being challenged right now, um, is they're changing expectations a little bit. And even if it's just in language, the way teachers are talking to students, I feel like there's a general feeling of reassuring students that expectations um, are not the same as other semesters, as other years. And, just, and I think parents, we actually saw within our survey, uh, another open-ended response uh, a parent said was that, they think it's really important to talk to their children about the way in which we cannot have the same expectations on ourselves, on our routines. Maya, you referenced some of these tools and resources that uh, ACE members can access. Where, um, where can they find them? Right, so we'll post some resources uh, directly after this video, as we always do along with our arthritis at home videos. But just to speak to a couple of them individually, um, ACE has done some work on mental health and strategies for mental health and folks living with arthritis, but our community partners have also done some really great work as well. Specifically, Cassie and Friends um, has held a webinar on mental health and uh, school-aged children with juvenile idiopathic arthritis, and so that um, will have some really great information for parents and students who are uh, in the school environment during COVID with mental health challenges. You know, speak to a counselor or go to a school's portal um, or go to their uh, public health authorities and uh, they can find the support there. I think this has been a, a really valuable exercise for ACE to sort of get inside this issue because, you know, over the summer we had a lot of of our members asking us questions about what was happening, what they should expect in September going back to school. And there weren't necessarily a lot of answers. And this survey I think has helped focus the issue and we'll be obviously monitoring it very carefully and listening to our members' experiences. We really wish um, all of our student members, all of our parents with, uh, with students uh, attending school, uh, the very best and to be safe. I want to thank you, Maya, for helping lead uh, this survey effort. Um, and a reminder to our audience, um, this year, um, ACE is going to be going out across Canada with some other national surveys that we're really excited about. And um, we're going to be looking at some of our key sort of public policy areas and getting the current snapshot 
of how Canadians feel about some of these uh, issues that we've identified. So thanks for watching today. And we encourage you to join us again next week for another episode of Arthritis at Home. Thanks a lot, Maya. Thank you.